Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about nothing particular, just a little movie called Spider-Man No Way Home. It finally happened. And before we do any intros, spoilers. Spoilers, if you care, turn back now at your own peril. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. Hey, everybody. I'm B. And I'm Michael. So, yeah, we are here to talk about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, in addition to uh, Hawkeye Episode 5, which dropped last week. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you probably already know this Episode 6 spoilers, but uh, here we are. Uh, so and also, if you saw the episode graphic, uh, uh, you know, what's up? Spoilers for Hawkeye. It's been a week. I think a week on TV is fine. Like I'm, I'm. We're keeping the spo- the uh, the the no Spidey spoiler signs up. I think through New Year's because I feel like some people are gonna not see it until you know Christmas with the fam or That's whatever. Because yeah, I know I one of my employees so. isn't seeing it until the day after Christmas. Uh, with because his brother's coming in who's like in the army or something, and then he's coming in and they're gonna see it all together. It's so a, I mean, it's a movie for the family. It is. Mm-hmm. So re- reminder: the final time. Spoilers. If you care, turn back. But anyway, before we go any further, we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle of the week. Week. Oh, hey, you know what? Hey, D got there. (laughs) That's pretty good. Pretty good. See, D, we make it a point to never prep anybody to see. Just, just. And also, it doesn't matter if we do prep because even when Ron was on regularly, it wasn't good. The 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 round, we never got it right. We'd always screw around. It's no good. Uh, hey, but at least you said week. So, you know, good, good stuff. Um, my pickle of the week is uh, the new manga from Junji Ito, Deserter. It's going to be another collection of short stories. And these are always top notch. I love Junji Ito. Uh, really, really great horror manga just in time for Christmas, um, apparently. Uh, but yeah, we have a ton of copies at my store. And I'm sure Sugarland uh, also has a bajillion copies as oh, yeah. As they all, as we all should, because it's when Junji Ito drops a new book, you got to come through and pick it up. But what about you, Dylan? What you got? My pickle is Trial of Magneto number five. It's the conclusion, Ooh. the final one. Um, if you're a Wanda fan, I think this is for you. I think it's been a, like a, a dearth of Wanda books. They should have had something ready for WandaVision. But there's just I know. nothing. But this is the one, even though it's called Magneto. Um, but I read it today. It was fantastic. If you're if you like Wanda, it's good. It's about how the they call her the Pretender in the X Men universe because she's like whatever, not a mutant anymore. But they kind of retcon some of that, and she's also not Magneto's daughter. But they kind of retcon that too in ways that I liked. So okay, that's my pickle. I haven't been reading it, but I need to. I'm I'm probably going to pick up the trade. What's your pickle, D? Um, my pickle of the week is going to be Eat the Rich number five. Um, it's a really good miniseries. I don't want to spoil too, too much if somebody hasn't read it, but basically, like, stuff is really going down. Okay. And, the covers and, are always, like, so good. Oh, yeah. They're really good. It's very, like, pop artish, mm-hmm. you know, in a way. And also um, the new Batman One Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. That That's the big by- one, right? Yeah, that's um by Jock. I yeah, yeah, yeah. He's writing and doing the art. Oh, cool. And I was I was going through it today, and it was really good. Awesome. Well, 
Um, very cool. Um, make sure you go down to all of your favorite locations to pick up those pickles of the week. But in case you don't know where to start, you don't want to you don't want to take after Dylan and pick a number five. Um, maybe, true. you know, we have this segment called the good ones where we take up after our fallen comrade, Ron, um, who is no longer with us. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, rest in pieces. Uh, that wood chipper was a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, yes. So anyway, he, Ron used to do the segment called good ones. Good with an E. Cause if you know, then, you know, um, where you, he would list off every week the number ones that are coming out that week because number ones are a perfect place to start reading a new comic series to jump on. Or maybe you haven't read Batman in forever or Avengers or any of these things, spoilers. And this is a good place to resume your fandom. So without further ado, here's the very short list compared to the past couple of weeks, which which was all annuals and a million one shot uh, number ones. So here we are this week. We have Batman one dark night. Number one Avengers forever. Number one, Uh, dark, dark hold Spider-Man King Conan. Last Avengers story, Marvel Tales, uh, Ms. Marvel Beyond the Limit, Wastelanders, Hawkeye, and No Holes Bard, B-A-R-D. That's a William Shakespeare book um, with really awesome covers. I haven't looked at it yet, but it's from Behemoth, and all their art is super cool. Um, and also, I realized we didn't even do a, an intro for D. So, D, welcome to the show. Uh, I, I, I'm acting like, you know, I've worked with you forever, so like I forget that. <laughs> I know, we're new. too comfortable with you. Yeah, right. You're, too, you're, you're new here. <laughs> So uh, D uh, is uh, a member of the team at the Sugarland location. So if you shop there, you definitely know D. Uh, she's been there for years, uh, longer than I was there. So yeah, D, uh, thank you for so much for coming on the show with us this week. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Of Thanks, course, D. I'm glad you glad glad you got to get on get in on a good one. You know, you right. got in. Yeah, on, this is the this, one. Yeah, I mean, you lucked out. I mean, thankfully, it could have been it could have been not great, but here we are. <laughs> I was super um, excited for this episode too. Me, like, me too. I made sure I went to you know do a little bit of homework and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, and we will get to um, all of our theater experiences and all that here in a little bit. But uh, this is the part of the show where we would like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. It really helps us out and helps new people find the show. It'll also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and do it already. Now, let's talk about events. Uh, I want to thank everybody who came out to paint night. It was an awesome, awesome time. Um, I painted a, we had a freestyle night where we painted whatever we wanted. Um, I know Matt from my store came by and painted some of his, uh, his airplanes that he likes. I painted some World War II airplanes. Um, we had Monica painted Monica painted a gingerbread man in the style of Fortnite. Uh, it was pretty. Oh, la- great. It, it was bright orange with uh, neon little you know bits and stuff, and it said Fortnite across the back. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, some other people were doing Christmas ornaments from the dollar store. Bought some paints here, and, you know, just really you know gave a big glow up to the dollar store ornaments. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, and a couple of us did dragons. I got my my. Uh, my Dang. my black dragon right here, That's my awesome. boy. Yeah, I use okay. this this color shifting paint on the wings. It looks like I know what I'm doing. It's all the paint. It does. Yeah. No, don't discredit this yourself. way better. Yeah. Than the first one that you painted. I know, right? Like I'm, I'm I'm getting good at this. Like, well, see though that that's the thing. This this contrast paint is like cheat codes. Like I I'm not really that much better than I used to be, but it just makes it look like I know what I'm doing. So 
anyway, um, and starting next month, we're going to start displaying um, painters stuff. So come down and come to these paint nights. It's a ton of fun. Um, so we're going to get into these events. So like I said, thank you everybody for coming last time. Our paint night next month in January next year um, is going to be on the 22nd. I realize I don't have it on my personal calendar. That's a problem. Um, but it's on January 22nd. I know that. Um, then we have, uh, oh, so that one is going to be with the bone claw mini. That is going to be, uh, 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 an organized event where we all paint the same thing. And if you're unfamiliar with those, uh, you get the mini it's $20. You get the mini, you get two brushes, a water pot and 12 paints. And we all sort of paint the same thing together and have a good time. Sort of like we did this little dude, the death tyrant, um, a month ago, that was a ton of fun. Um, but the bone claw looks like a really fun mini and I can't wait for that. I'm going to go to that um, one. You should. I'll, I'll, I'll hold you one. I'll hold you one. But you okay, got a signing cool. or something, don't you? Don't lie to me. No. Well, not yet, but I'm sure like a couple days before something will come up. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, well, and then we have Keyforge on the 7th and the 21st. Um, the 7th, we are going to do a two-deck survival with Age of Ascension. And it's buy one deck, get one free. So you're going to get two decks for the price of one. And you're going to do two-deck survival, which is... Uh, fan favorite format. Um, that's three F's. Uh, it's going to be real cool. I, I, I love two deck survival. And then the 21st is going to be, uh, also Keyforge where we're, uh, doing a, a bring your own deck format, but that's all I've got for the month of January or the rest of the year. I have nothing else for the rest of the year. A few, few days left in that. Yeah, um, not much. <clears throat> so yeah, first of all, thanks for coming to the holiday parties. I heard, I know ours was really like tightly backed at the West Armour location, but everyone else had like y'all's were really good too. Circling Clear Lake. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was fun. It yeah, D. So I've been to the because I was at Sugarland in 2019, beginning of 2019, I think. So I only got to do one holiday party there. And it was relatively busy. We didn't get to do it in 2020, obviously. Um obviously. No. But I, I looked insane. Because I, I was helping Leanne and I were working together. Leanne, the store manager of uh, Sugarland, were working together to try to figure out how much pizza to order because we couldn't remember because it had been two years since we did the thing. And I was like, "Look, go go find the daily report where we have to log how much money we spent. Go go find the receipt for the pizza, and we can sort of do the math that way." And oh, yeah. so we figured out. She's like, "Oh yeah, we ordered fifteen Little Caesars pizzas. Perfect. I'll order twenty. And then I was like, "Okay, you're ordering twenty. I'll order 20. Because uh, Monica uh, and my assistant was like, yeah, well, I think we normally do like 15. It's like, okay, I'll do 20. Gone. It was gone. I was gone. gone in like 30 minutes. And yeah, same. It, I, I looked up. And at first it was like some people hanging out, you know, like trying to pick what they wanted to get. And then when seven hits, they get the prizes. And the next thing I knew, I was stuck at the register. I went to go get a statue. I went, came back to bring somebody up. I was stuck at the register. Until the party was over. Wow. It was just like, just waves of people coming in. That's good. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it, it, was, was it was a great time. Um, it, was, it was, it was a little chaotic. Crazy. We had to like yeah. bolt to Walgreens because people were like, we're so thirsty. We're like, okay, we'll go get more drinks. We you ran through 60, 60 pizzas like very quickly. It was a whole thing. But I know Mike said uh, 78 <clears throat> pizzas was I think the great. Yeah, we added, we added some more. It was team too much because there was a line to check out. Like wow. very long line, too long, <clears throat> but it was fun. Um, awesome. And also, I did that Spider-Man event on Saturday at Alamo Draft House. That was super fun. Um, they were as busy as they could be. Like everything was completely sold out, which is surprising at all. 
Um, but all I have for the rest of this year is uh, a half off, a special 50% off holiday themed live sale tonight at uh, 7 p.m., 7 to 9 on our Facebook page or at bedrocksave.com slash live. And uh, we have a couple of long boxes of half price books, um, some good ones that weren't out for the holiday party, and then um, a bunch of uh, cool new graded books that Mike bought also. Okay. That's all I got. That's exciting. Um, I, I always love seeing the photos of the, on the, of the live sale and the things that I can't get. We also have a special, uh, reveal of a Kevin surprise that y'all have seen at the holiday oh. party. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> yes. That, that will okay. be there as well. Excellent. I think that's the real, the real big ticket item. You know? Yeah. That, that's what you got to tune in for. That's the money right there. If, yeah. if it's what I think it is, it's definitely. Oh, it is. It. It is. Um, all right. So there we are. That is um, all the events worth talking about uh, for the month that we know of so far until Dylan announces a signing that coincides with my paint night or something else. Coincide- setting up at a movie theater. What movie comes out that week? It's a running gag, D, that every time Michael has a paint night, something else conflicts where I can't go to it. Dylan has literally never been able to attend. I mean, but he's doing big things, so right. That's true. I know. No, I'm booked and true. busy. I'm sorry. Wow, this <laughs> and busy, booked and busy. All right. Uh, I mean, you know what? Let me pull up that spreadsheet. You know what? There doesn't appear to be a movie that weekend. Scream is the week before, and Morbius is the week after. Watch so, some indie movie that pops in. That's it. Don't don't put that. Don't put that. <laughs> yeah, juju on him. Um, but <laughs> anyway. Let's get into the watch list is the part of the show where we talked about what we might have watched this week. Um, And of course we watched uh, Spider-Man. That'll be the main portion. Um, And I know two out of the three of us uh, watched Hawkeye episode five, uh, but D is all caught up on spoilers regardless. So no, no filter on the Hawkeye spoilers either. So, or speculation. Um, But let's talk about the, the watch list. What did I watch this week? It's been an insanely busy week as it has been for all month. Um, I did not get to watch much. Um, I mean, I watched wrestling as I do every week. I watched AEW on Wednesdays and and Friday. And that's really it. I started to watch a movie on, um, on Tubi. Uh, Actually that's, uh, I I started to watch it on Tubi because I got the vinegar syndrome Blu-ray in and I hadn't, I didn't want to open it first. I wanted to see if I was going to be into it. And then I ended up having to stop anyway. I was watching this, uh, movie this Wes Craven made for TV movie called Summer of Fear, starring Linda Blair from The Exorcist as an adult. It's about uh, small town witchcraft or something. There's a, a weird cousin who comes to town and wears only long dresses and looks weird. They're completely out of place. Everyone's riding horses and jeans and you know plaid, and she's got like ghostly long. You know, it's like okay, you're you're surprised she's a witch. I mean, as somebody from the country. If you're not wearing jeans or boots or plaid or flannel, what are you doing? Like you have to be a witch. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it came out in 1978 and I, I'm not going to fully review it. Cause I only watched 30 minutes of it. Uh, I do want to finish it. Um, I just couldn't finish it at the time. Some stuff came up, but uh, so yeah, that's it. That's it for me. What about you, Dylan? What'd you watch this week? I started watching by started. I mean, I watched one episode of the Witcher season two. Oh, I forgot that started. Come on. No, there's too much. I don't have time for this. Boba Fett's next week or this week. Man. I don't know. Boba Fett's on Fortnite in two days. 
I know. That's, that's, see, what, that's all the, that's important. The Fortnite date is what's up here, Dylan. I don't <laughs> right. care. When does the show start? I don't care. 24th is when he's in Fortnite. The Matrix skins come out tonight. The movie oh, must be coming soon. The Matrix skins drop? The emotes all came out. There's the I know. I got the, I know, I, the, I know, I got yeah, the emotes. But the skins I, come out tomorrow. Who we get? We're going to get. I think it's get, just Neo and Trinity. I want Agent Smith. I don't. The, the old one or the new one? The old one. Actually, no, I want Morpheus, but I want old Morpheus. It would be cool to squad up as Agent all Agent Smith. Yes. You're right. Dang. Missed anyway. opportunity. Anyway, yeah, I watched that. And then I watched a show. The title makes it sound raunchier than it is. It's a Mindy Kaling comedy on HBO. It's called The Sex Lies of College Girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I have seen that. Yeah, it's not. It's just a regular comedy. Uh, but it, it was pretty funny. I liked it. It was good. That's all I watched. Aside from the big stuff. What about you, Dean? Well, yeah, what do yeah. you watch? Um, so I've been obsessed with this show called Secession on HBO Max. It's okay. um, it's basically about like a family. This guy he owns this huge corporation. He it's basically family owned and run. But there are so many shenanigans. And to be fair, he's a terrible father. Of course, <laughs> there's like <laughs> corporate takeovers, some backstabbing. Like it's it's insane. And then I've been seeing um, I mean. Excuse me. I'm trying to watch Insecure because I hear it's the last season. It is. I was, I was, I was trying to catch up on that. It's really good. I like Insecure. Um, I watched the first couple seasons, but I fell off a little bit. But on Succession, I it's trending on Twitter every time it comes out. I feel so left out. Is it really? There's some character that everyone calls mommy. There's some (laughs) character. And like in the finale, some guy told some secret. Like I know some like very vague details about Succession, but a bunch of people have told me to watch it, so I, I want to tune in. I'm only on season one. Like um, my roommate was watching it, and I just kind of fell into it. But um, all I have to say is, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who might want to try to watch it in the future, is that my prediction, and this is just from watching season one, Greg is going to own everything. He's so like everybody's like under undermining him. Like, oh, it's just Greg, whatever. Greg is gonna own everything and everybody by the end of this show. I promise. The way it's looking, that's just my projection. But I've I, only that's why heard I didn't get a chance to watch about this, Right, yeah. I've only heard great <laughs> things about Succession. I do want to watch it. I know uh, at least half of my store is watching it, so uh, I need to good. need to get on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I didn't get a chance to watch Hawkeye. I was, right. I, you know, too deep in prioritize. Yeah, like work's been crazy. I come home, you know, see to my dog, and I'm falling to secession. I'm like, oh yeah, like it, by the time I look up, it's midnight. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yes. Um. So speaking of Hawkeye, I guess let's talk about Hawkeye episode five, especially since D hasn't seen it. But you, it's all been spoiled for you. I know. So. The, I know the spoilers. So right. It's fine. Okay. So final warning. <laughs> Although you should probably, you probably already know this already. Uh, this, I feel like uh, this secret was not kept very well at all. Uh, no. Not at all. But anyway, so let's talk about Hawkeye. Dylan, do you want to take us through that? Sure. I'll just uh, bring up some like big talking points. And sure. Just to guide it a little bit. Um, for me, this was the Yelena episode that I was excited Absolutely. about. Absolutely. We got a tease of her from the last one, which you saw, D, which she kind of popped in at the end. But this one, oh, she's like fully in the whole episode. So it's like, this is the Florence Pugh, like, I was going to say meat, like, you know, the <laughs> the substance that I wanted. Focus. Yes. 
Um, which started with a really cool scene of her getting blipped. This was my favorite scene of, of this episode, where it shows her and another Black Widow, and they're tracking down um, another like uh, brainwashed Widow, kind of like what they set up. But did you watch Black Widow, D? I watched oh. a little bit. Okay, well, spoilers for Black <laughs> but, Widow but also, also. But also, I looked up all the spoilers. When I knew I couldn't get to it in enough time before like the spoilers, um, I guess you could say yeah. the time period. I just looked up everything. So you're fine. You're fine. Okay, Excellent. Okay. I suggest watching it recontextualizes Yelena. You'd like her more. It'd be more oh, like of a payoff sure. if you had seen it. But um, at the end of the movie, they decide to track down all the brainwashed widows. And we start with that. And uh, they they save one. And then Yelena goes to the bathroom and then she's blipped. But it's the first time I think we've seen one where they're like blipped and then come back immediately. Like from the person who's blipped point of view, you know? So she like turns yeah. to dust and then she reforms and like the, the room changes color because I guess someone had painted it in five years. And then she comes out and they're like, oh my God, why are you, why are you here? You know? So that was pretty cool. I never really It was a really neat that. scene. Yeah, it was, it was really cool because you, you you're right. You do never see it from that perspective. You do see it from um, in WandaVision. Monica? Um, oh yeah. Yeah, Monica Rambeau because she was blipped and when she came back, like, her mother was gone and she was that's looking true. for it. So you can't, you do kind of right. see it. Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw it from somebody who was blipped. So yeah, Disney Plus has but only I, been the ways that you see it so far. Yeah. What I meant, yeah, for sure. What I meant was I'd never seen like how quick it was because we saw her leave and come back, you know? In the same oh, scene. Yeah. And like how everything changed around her. We saw Monica come back, which was really jarring. But it's weird to think about how it's just like a second for them, you know? Like mm-hmm. nothing had happened. Like, I don't know. For some reason, in my mind, I kind of thought they were just like hibernating for five years. You know, right? It's weird how they're just like it's a second, and they're like, oh, I'm, what what happened? Um, but after that, we got Elena went to visit uh, Kate at her apartment, and we got a really cool scene of them just basically talking. But Hawkeye does does this a lot, where I think there's going to be like a big fight scene, and there isn't, and it's just a conversation. But I'm never disappointed by it. I thought this I, was really good. I agree. I thought it was it was a really um great scene there's florence Pugh had a lot of great dialogue and conversation scenes in this episode she's so good she elevated everyone i felt like you know absolutely she's so great um good for her you know good for her yeah good good for her she's having a lot of good for her uh movies and shows um i do uh, have one question though sure yeah. Does Kate start maturing a little bit more in this episode? Because right now she's just been kind of, I guess you could say, like a Hawkeye stand, which, you know, fair enough. Like, I get cool. that, yeah. <clears throat> but has she toned it down a little bit? Because it's one reason why, like, I kind of went by the wayside with the show. I think, I think a I, little bit. Um, I think because she's growing. They okay. had their, they had their like little breakup where he was like, stop being my apprentice, you know? And then. Oh. By the time they find their way back to each other, I think it's like a different dynamic. It's not like I stand you. It's more like I want to be this, you know, as like a profession. I think there is some growth there. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's what I was waiting on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get okay. it in this one for sure. Okay. I'm going to watch it this um, week. Yeah. But I really like their back back with, the conne- with the finale. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. You can do it. You can do like a hour and a half thing now. It's like a little movie. And I, I, I like to like spoilers. I was gonna do that. Yeah, I like how quickly Yelena just adopted like a completely new look. 
and stuff like oh we're just ingratiating ourselves and looking super cool now all right yeah mm-hmm. so you know she understood the assignment yeah she did but apparently she improvised like the hot sauce stuff oh really and uh yeah and having they like improvise a lot of lines like having one fork i can believe that. stuff like that who has one fork i'm only one it person. did seem yeah it seemed pretty mundane so i under like I, it it made sense to me but i thought their banjo was really good and i was i really liked cool. their interaction I'm sure we've seen it before, but it was cool seeing like a scene with like the future big players of Marvel, like just yes. interacting with themselves and not with like a legacy character with them. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it's always like, oh, well, Cap's there or this guy's there, you know, but it was like, oh, that's just like these are new characters and this is how it's going to be later. And it, it made me like hopeful, like. I don't know, we don't need certain characters around always. Right. Exactly. Like we don't need the old guard to always be there. We can move on and, you know, yeah. adapt. And I think and another way. strong enough on their own. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think has been a worry for people because they've had like the crutch of the legacy characters around. Not so much Sam Wilson, but a bunch of other people. But um, I thought it was refreshing too. And it's like weird to have to point this out, but we don't get many like conversations or scenes with two female characters in Marvel, you know, where they're just mm-hmm. talking. It's pretty rare. Um, so I was like, that. I don't know. That was refreshing to me. We didn't get it in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, no. And then there's a bunch of stuff that happens, but it's not really worth talking about. There's a Hawkeye goes to visit a um like a plaque memorial for the Avengers. And he talks to Natasha a little bit through that. I thought the only thing about this I thought was funny is that the order of the names on the plaque was like the order of importance that our world has. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, Thor, Natasha, then Hawkeye last. And I was like, that's very like how they'd be listed on a movie poster or something, you know? I mean, accurate. They they couldn't alphabetize it from memoriam. I don't know. (laughs) Right? You could have Natasha's name up a little bit higher. She did throw herself off a cliff. Yeah, she is dead. Hello. <laughs> she, died for she, threw herself, she threw herself off a cliff in space. So, you know, maybe just a little bit more respect on her name. Second just to last bit. billing. Yeah. Just a bit. Wow. Um, At least put the, all the dead ones up top. Come on. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. Even um, Tony got second billing. Huh? Oh, like to, to Steve. But I mean, no, Rogers the musical is roaring strong, so like they gotta. That's why it's all the views. When Iron Man gets his own musical, then maybe, just maybe. I don't think That's he right. deserves a musical D. Really? We don't what need to glorify billionaires ice? anymore. <laughs> what about like Iron Man on Ice? Okay, so that's different. I'm 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 about that. <laughs> okay, once you introduce Ice, it's a little bit different. You're right. I would maybe yeah. watch that. <laughs> you just have um, a different mocks. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, well then he Clint dresses up as Ronan and he goes to fight Echo. And uh this whole time I've been saying, like, oh, I don't think that was really Clint who killed Echo's father. But I yeah. guess it was. Yeah, it looks like it was. Most definitely. And then he's like, he defeats her pretty easily. There was a cool fight scene, but he defeats her and then he's got her on the ropes and he's like, I'm not gonna kill you as if he has any like moral high ground. Um, but he's like, don't come after me and my family or I will kill you. And then like, that was it. 
So you just so I, thought this was, I was pretty disappointed by this because I don't understand how he's like we can reconcile that or he's redeemable if he's just like executed her father like how are we I feel like the way the scene was framed was to make us feel like sympathy for Clint or on his side a little bit but I really felt none mm-hmm. of that I was like he just murdered murdered him like I don't know I don't, yeah a petty like a petty level crime dude he wasn't even the boss. And, and this was like a year ago. Right. This isn't not this isn't that long ago. She's not over it. It's not even like two seconds ago. I don't think the show did a that great of a job of juggling like the light attitude with like they have some pretty serious like themes that they're introducing that I don't think they're like carrying through enough. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get no, that. Um I th- I I think like um the show on the whole though so far we will find out tomorrow i guess the conclusion but i feel like on the whole though it has um done a lot more for my opinion of clint than anything the movies have done i've never really been a hawkeye stand previously we've said this before um i've never really been a hawkeye fan before he's there he's fine i don't care he is last billing um but he's had a lot of good moments in the show the family stuff has been really good Um, he's Jeremy Renner has shown a little bit more range than the he's had before. I mean, not a lot, but you know, a little bit, a little bit more, um, a little bit more to do. And also, I mean, obviously the Kate, I I like Kate Bishop quite a bit and I I like that we're seeing her sort of figure things out, uh, about what it means to, to be a Hawkeye. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think we're going to see the Kate stuff. I agree. Me too. I don't think we're going to see the mantle past, you know, today i don't think we're gonna say okay now you are hawkeye you know i definitely have more respect for clint yeah absolutely you know, e- even though like how dylan was saying like how he just killed echo's father which to be perfectly honest he didn't really need to do all that he he's had his screw-ups but i've definitely respected him a lot more i am having a little bit tr- a little trouble of watching kate grow i do think she's she's gonna be a good hawkeye don't get me wrong. I'm just having some growing pains. We're watching her grow, but she's gonna that. get there in the end. Yeah, I think I, so too. I feel the opposite. I feel the. Op- I gotta say about Clint. I like his character a lot more. I think he's way more interesting now. I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'm literally. I'm not... He's literally like a serial killer, like a, a right ex- executioner. He's, he's pretty irredeemable. And they're <laughs> recycling a story that they did with Natasha, but over like a decade you know but they're just trying to do it like very quickly for him i feel like do you know what what happened in budapest (laughs) yeah that's true i got some closure on that but yeah i mean i think we're our 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 redemption for hawkeye is like yeah he killed all those people but he has a family yeah you know okay he he loves them and maybe this is a loki situation where they're gonna delve more into that the next season you know he pet he pet the dog Okay. Yeah, he's nice to that dog, so it's okay that he. Executed he's nice to the dog. He was nice to. He was. He went back over to Grill's house. You know. Mm-hmm. True. 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 We're, we're gonna LARP again, episode six. LARPing is happening. He is a deadbeat dad, though. He is. Is he a deadbeat dad if he's like an agent of? Well, was an agent of Shield and an Avenger? Like he's not a complete deadbeat dad, you know. I think he is. This is all his fault. All the Ronin stuff is his mess. 
Okay, yeah. Okay. That's in why that, he can't make it regard, home for Christmas. Yes. No, you're right. Okay, in that regard, yes, he is a deadbeat dad. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to go out and murder all those people because you felt the way about your family being blipped. Everybody else's family got blipped too. Yeah. What about them, Clint? Right. What what about um <laughs> Scott's daughter? Did she go out and start murdering people? No. And she could have. <laughs> And she, and could, she have. could have. But she and why did he put on the Ronin costume to go fight Echo? Just to traumatize her? Right? Like, Come on. Oh my God, you're right. So much like, trauma. Like, that's like, that's like, that's premeditated. He's not rehabilitated. <laughs> no, nah, he's gone. Too far gone. Uh, Usher in the year of Kate. But anyway, let's. Well, wait, wait, let me, let oh, me wrap oh, up Hawkeye got, real quick. Got one more? Okay. So we get a reveal at the end uh, that we talked about uh, where oh, Elena yeah, texts yeah. Kate that. Um, it was Eleanor who hired who hired her to kill Clint, yes. which is kind of weird because we thought it was Val because based on the after credit scene of, of Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, but then K- she sends her a picture and Kate's like, who's that with my mom? And then it turns out it's Kingpin. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And then they and play they, uh, the Grinch song. They, they did. <laughs> and they call him Kingpin, too. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, so we got the uncle reveal that we uncle predicted King that King. everyone in the world predicted, I think. But yeah, I think. No one was surprised there. I'm confused if Val doesn't factor into this at all, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm hoping we get a lot of like uh, juicy kingpin bits next episode. Man, I hope so. They've teased it. I hope he's big, bigger. You know, you mean like physically larger? Like he's like more imposing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want like like um, Spider Verse, -verse. (laughs) just the size of a house with a little head. Hear me out. Maybe okay. he, he comes in and he's normal. He's like Netflix kingpin. And then Hawkeye shoots him with one oh. of those Pym arrows. Oh my and just God. His body, just his body. Stop grows. it. And he's got that little no. head like for Spider-Verse. Come on. Could they, could they sell it? Now, come on. I mean. There's an audience out there somewhere who would pay for that. <laughs> but it's not at D's house. No. no not not, 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 not over here. Are, you, are you all excited for kingpin? Yes, I love Kingpin. I've, I love Vincent D'Onofrio, dude. He's great. He's so good. He is such a good actor. And he's so great in that role. I'm about it. I hope he's in more and, things coming up. And especially with uh, what we saw in Spider-Man, you know, that stuff is not over yet. I think it's overlapping, y'all. I think Spider-Man, the ending of Spider-Man, and then also um, Hawkeye, Somehow, some way, I think it's all gonna. Yeah, it's overlapping. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, gonna. That too, but I do think some events are happening. Like maybe like the ending, the the season finale of Hawkeye probably coincides with the ending of Spider Man at some point. But I don't want to jump too far ahead. Yeah, well, we're there now. So yeah, well, we're good. So yeah, let's talk about Spider Man: No Way Home. Um, before we normally talk about the movies, we'll uh, like to get our hype levels. Any regular listener knows that um, Dylan and our Dylan and my hype level was uh, pretty high um, going into this movie. What about what about you, D? Were you how how hyped were you for this movie? I was so excited. I went completely dark on the internet. Nice. I didn't care. Like I didn't want to know anything. I did have my own little crackpot theory, but I was. On a scale of one to ten, I was at a fifteen for this movie. Nice, and, it's and we should we should have had Dion last week too, because if she had we crackpot have. theories, and like, that would have been we, the one. We love crackpot theories. D, I had no, a crackpot man. theory too, but it didn't pay off. 
Uh, my, I had my little tinfoil hat and everything. My tinfoil hat theory was uh, that we were going to get a Miles reveal, and that the whole the whole thing was going to be uh, Toby and Andrew. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!" Talk about Toby and Andrew. Toby and Andrew. Toby and Sony wants you thinking about Toby and Andrew, so they can be like, "Look at this hand over here." And on the slide, they're like, "Boom!" It's Miles. That didn't happen. I mean, I do have where they could have interjected Miles, and it would have worked perfectly with the movie, and not messed anything up. Okay. Um, like, you know, I guess we're already jumping in. Yeah, it. sure, sure. <laughs> so you know how Ned, they're looking for Peter after the thing yeah. with May, and he's doing the, you know, the, the, Peter Parker. The slingering yeah, thing. The, yeah, the slingering. What if he would have just said Spider-Man? Because right. Miles Universe, he's Spider-Man. I'm and on the we, same page as you, D. I, I right, was thinking it, that. That's why I was going to go. It's like, I said Peter Parker twice, and I got some other yeah. dude. I'm going to say Spider-Man, and I'm I'm going to get Miles. I was like, in my mind, I was like, this is it. This is it. It's coming. Because they could have just said Spider-Man. And to be honest, you didn't need to like hardcore cast him because, you know, in the comics, um, Miles has on his kicks, his shorts, and his hoodie on top of his Spider-Man costume. It could have been anybody. Yeah. So you could have just had some kid with that same outfit, that silhouette, and, you know, have Miles looking like, what? What is that? And MJ and Ned be like, like that's oh not God. him. Like, close like, it. No, no, that, that's not Peter at all. And just close it. And it's like, okay, let's try for I, Peter Parker instead of Spider Man. See, now I'm mad that we didn't get that. That all would right. have been cool. But anyway, let's. So, so D was hyped. We were all hyped. Um, I got to see this movie. I think I saw it first out of our little group here. I saw it Thursday at 3 p.m. It was great. Yeah, you saw it. Thursday at 3 p.m. Um, at uh, AMC in Sugarland, it was it was a lot of fun, um, a lot of hooting and hollering in the theater, as you can expect for a movie like this. Same. Um, but anyway, so let's get to the big the big thing up front. The big the big rumor, right, was uh, where are we going to get Andrew and Toby? Even though it's been confirmed for like over a year that they're in this movie. <laughs> the worst but kept it, secret. But Andrew Garfield oh, yeah. was out here saying in interviews. Nope, I'm not in it. I'm sorry. Do you think you can get an Oscar for the work done yes. not in a movie? He did, yes, for a promotion, for press work? Yes. Oh, for yeah. junket work? Yes. Um, he sold it in so many different ways, too. He did. Like, listen, I would love to be in that movie, but I'm just not. Like, that kind of stuff, you know? Like, yeah. Give very him good liar. What a pro. What a pro. Give him his Oscar right now. Um, so, obviously, uh, they were in it. And everybody in my theater, of as I'm sure with y'all, flipped out. Lost their minds. The people next to me didn't make my experience great, but they okay. lost it. That Thanks was the initial, like, with, when the portal opened for Andrew Garfield, and it was, like, the real people in the audience knew, like, based on the eyes and the mask, they're like, <gasps> you know, because, like, they could tell that that was a right. different Spider-Man. But then when he took his mask off, like, that's when everyone cheered for mine. Right. It was like, yes, like, I... I'm happy seeing so much Andrew Garfield love because he's been my favorite Spider-Man. Me too. Um, and Peter Parker, but like it seems everyone else is on board with that now for some reason. But I'm okay hey, with I've that. been about whatever. It. Yeah, I love me some Andrew Garfield. I have the hot toy. Okay. <laughs> I've always thought he was too cool to be Peter Parker, though. Peter I, Parker I, I is him. cool though in the comics. He's but he's still a nerd. Andrew Garfield has a his Spider-Man has a skateboard. He has that nice hair, and it's just like yeah, I'm doing science growth stuff. 
And you're like, oh, you're too cool to be Peter Parker, man. What no, Peter Parker, he, he got Liz, Betty, Gwen, MJ, all of them being like, please date me. They like the nerds. They no, like no, no. Nerds. He was hot, too. Okay. Whatever. There's no way. <laughs> also, Tobey Maguire was in the movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. Tobey Maguire. Uh, How can yeah. we forget? Uh, okay, I don't mean this in any sort of a mean way, but is Toby doing movies at this point? No, like, he, he hasn't been in a movie oh. since like 2014 or something. Okay. No, he was, been a long time. he was in something called Brothers, unless I'm misremembering the dates. That was the date. a good 10 to 15 years ago. Oh my gosh, was it? I'm sorry. Yeah, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, okay. Yeah, yes. that was well, a very, that was like during um, the Spider-Man era. Um, you mean the remake of the Dutch film Brodeur? Uh, yes, I do know the movie, the film you're speaking of. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think, I think uh, Toby. It was it was really cool to see him. I know he was probably the one holdout that was really hard to get um, uh, on board with the film. But um, I don't know. I was. I, it wouldn't have worked without both of them. I don't think. Oh no! The, you know? the, the dynamic of all three of them together. I was, like, are we we doing show and tell, Dylan? Did you bring your hot toy to the theater? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Dylan's showing off his hot toy over here. Okay, Michael has. Okay, Michael has the higher dollar hot toy. You have the Amazing Spider-Man Two one, right? I do. But you don't have the Andrew Garfield head. No, I don't. But you have the better costume, so it's like very give and take. So I have to go buy a head somewhere. Yeah, it's very difficult. Like but um, anyway, so. What did y'all think of their reprisals? Of seeing them back in the movie? I, I teared up a little bit. Sure. And the part that I teared up is when they were both trying to, well, when all three of them were trying to work in tandem, when they were basically swinging off of each other's webs. Yes. That was the cool. final battle. That's it was so I good. Yes. When they finally really cool. I teared up. They finally figured it out. It great. Yes, they finally learned how to work as a team. Well, Tom Holland Spider Man is the only one who knows how to work in a team, not Toby or Andrew. And it was just so nice to see them fall into that rhythm. It was mm-hmm. great. Uh, I'm an Avenger. Cool. What's that? What's that? that? The band? <laughs> yeah. You were in a um, band. That's so cool. But so. Uh, yeah, I, I obviously I thought it was great seeing them. Um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it at the top. Um, I, my only real like critique about that would be I feel like um, some of the scenes with them in it were intentionally elongated. You're like there oh, was dialogue. Sure. Like if it like if you took the fandom out of it and you took like the excitement of seeing these characters on screen, they're having a pointless scene that nope that doesn't serve the movie in any purpose. And service. But, yeah, right, right, right. But it, it, the, other than that, like, I feel like there was a lot of tacked on stuff, but that's such a minor thing because it's such an exciting thing to have happen and you want to get them as much screen time as you can. So it's easily forgivable. But the I, science I, bro scene, definitely uh, lost <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But definitely they added a lot of dialogue in there that didn't need to be in there. Um, but, you know, again, like, I, I have to bring it up. It's my job, but I didn't care. Oh, I have it. complaints. I mean, I have, some, I have some complaints, too. Not um, about them, though, so. No, they were fine. Um, do you have any favorite moments before we get to complaints? My favorite one was when, I think it was a lot of people's favorite because it got a big cheer, when Andrew Garfield saved 
uh, MJ. Oh my God, yes. Oh, that was so good. I teared up Redemption. a little bit. That was mine. That was mine too. Uh, was, we Everyone yeah. called it. We all thought it was going to happen based on the trailer. We're like, wouldn't it be cool if... But it's nice I, that the writers had the, had the same thought. <laughs> I can add to that because, you know, in the trailer, you see MJ and then you see Ned falling too. And when the cape came in, and so oh, yes. Ned, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, I just knew. He's too precious. I just knew. Right, I just knew Ned. it was going to happen to Ned. And I was like, oh, God, no. I was like, of course he's going to save MJ. But when the cape came in and saved Ned, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, did they Thanks, know Doc. Ned was, did they know the cape was going to get Ned? Or were they like, no, nah, we got to get MJ. We don't need to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> right, like, the point is, this, is the cape yeah. came in clutch. That's all is this like Batman? Batman didn't kill that guy. He just happened to fall off a bridge that Batman blew up. Like you know, they, yeah, it's different. It's different. You know, maybe. Yeah, um, it's fine. It's like did did they willfully allow Ned to die and Doctor Strange came in with the save? <laughs> I mean, oh, no. you know, I don't like, want to think about it, man. I was just like, happy. That uh, I mean, well, I'm asking the hard questions here. I'm asking the hard questions like uh, like Jay Jonah, who is now uh, an Alex Jones proxy, would ask on his on his podcast. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Alex Jones. I, I, to, he, to me, he's Alex Jones. Like this is the, the amount of shouting and shilling, shilling vitamins. Yeah. Um, I love that. Really I love is. that. I love that interpretation of just like this weird internet crackpot. Uh, I like when they panned a, out and it was just his house, his like apartment, you know? Right. Like not some studio. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. Um, so D, did you have a favorite moment? Was it, was, or was it that? Cause that was mine. I was going to say it that was, it was literally it was the same as y'all but also in the back of my mind it was really is Ned going to be okay right <laughs> and when um, he was okay I could fully enjoy the MJ scene but I think Ned being saved by the cape might have been my favorite moment I'm sorry if I had <laughs> to pick one other one it was the Charlie Cox cameo Oh, for sure. And and the I'm a, I told you I'm a really good lawyer line. Oh man, <laughs> top notch. That? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I loved it. I was a little disappointed we get, we didn't see him more. But I know was, I thought maybe they would appear again at some point in the movie, but it was really yeah. just like here he is and goodbye. You know, I knew he was going to be in the movie because when Endgame came out. He was doing a interview or something. Somebody was asking him about the movie. Oh yeah. And he went into this whole tangent about how his contract says that he is supposed to get at least one or two Marvel movies. And you know, you kind of let that information go. And then when they announced the new Spider-Man movie, I was like, Oh, they're definitely gonna have Daredevil. Yes. <laughs> of course. It only needs a life. We do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's either him or She-Hulk. <laughs> right. I mean, in my mind, I was thinking it could have been She-Hulk, but I'm like, no, you want that pop of recognizable face. You want someone to, you want the, ooh, it's the person you, I know. You could have sprinkled in She-Hulk as um, Jen, Jen Walters and, yeah. you know, just have her and Matt walk by each other and she's like, oh, you stole another case for me. You know, oh, you could have been yeah. like, oh, better luck next time. And we more we, fan we service. Not known. Right. And we, well, we could have not known like who she was. We could have just assumed it was She-Hulk, you know. That's true. Yeah. Um, Again, crackpot theories. But anyway, um, I man, I love seeing Charlie Cox on there. Uh, I thought that was a really fun two-second cameo or a minute and a half cameo. Um, really, really good. Um, 
Now let's talk about um, the other. Um, so the other sort of cameos that we got here, the the Sinister Five, if you will, uh, uh, Doc Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman, Electro, and I guess Lizard. Who they just really seemed like Lizard didn't like. Why was he even there? He was barely. I kept forgetting that he existed. Yeah, I felt like at the end when they zap Lizard back, like, oh yeah, Lizard. I'm like, oh yeah, he's here too. So that's one of my oh, complaints. Yeah. Is Lizard Sinister Five? Yeah. Um, not only that, it's like not six which is whatever, a uh, missed opportunity. But, like, I didn't feel like they all needed to be there. I don't think we needed Sandman, Electro, Lizard. Like, you could have just had Doc Ock and Green Goblin and done the same story. But I get why you want a bunch, you know? But, like, it seemed like a couple times also the movie forgot that they were there, too. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, Lizard's in this uh, truck. And then at the end, when the whole the whole uh, Statue of Liberty scene wrapped up, and then they showed lizard and sammy and i was like oh yeah i forgot about them i'm gonna disagree a little bit because i think they were hinting at craven at the um the end you know when dr strange is about to do the spell to make everybody forget peter parker and you see the outline the shadow like the outline of the figures basically in the sky one of them is definitely craven and I don't know who they would have to cast as Craven, but I definitely want the actor who plays Mother's Milk and the boys. Um, I cannot think of his name right now. The but Homelander guy? A, no, not the Homelander. He he plays Mother's Milk. Um, give me like two seconds to look it up. Well, they've already cast Craven. So did they? Yeah, with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Really? Yes. He's getting a solo movie, according to them, and he's the one playing playing Craven. Well, there you go. That's your Sinister Six. I guess. I think just a loop. <laughs> but, I just think they could have got a better actor. And the, they couldn't even get the actor for Sandman to reprise his role. Uh, he that, that, that scene at the end when he turns back into human is literally the scene from Spider-Man 3. They just like did a new background on it. It's like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, he didn't come back. They just like recolored it and reanimated it a little bit. It's the exact same footage, though. I did not check that. That's wild. I I think it's just too convenient. Like, oh, we're just going to, we have all these people and we're just going to cure them all, you know? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a, I I, I agree. That was a bit of a, um, I don't know. I I feel like that plot would have, that plot line could have been served better um, as not. There's something there's something to it, but like when a movie with so much going on, that's a very heavy plot uh, or heavy like morality thing to go through uh, with and have it just be sort of like a secondary thing. Oh, yeah. I remember we're trying to cure him. Um, it's more know. unbelievable when it applies to five people, I feel like, you know, correct. Correct. Like, like if, if it was just Goblin or just, I don't know, Oc, Doc Ock or something. I would agree, but like saying like there's these five people and we can spend a couple hours in a lab to cure all of them and it's like an instant fix and send them back. It's just like, why didn't any of the other Spider-Men try that? You know, like right. Like y'all figured like, it's y'all, a common y'all, made thread. These, y'all made these serums in one night or whatever, these solutions in one evening. You didn't you've been Spider-Man for how many years and you never thought like, hey, well, what if I just clip this thing on the back of Ock and then and he's, he's gonna better. be fine? Totally, totally. He was talking about how he had been thinking about a cure for a long time. So why didn't you do it? Right. 
Well, that's the common thread throughout this whole movie for me is that like I really liked the movie and it, it, like emotionally I thought it was a really like solid depiction, you know? Like I really mm-hmm. connected with it emotionally, but like the plot didn't do it for me. But the plot was so overshadowed by the fan service and the emotional moments that it almost doesn't matter, you know? I'm like, whatever. No, that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to think about it uh, because this was so cool, you know? So I think they were successful in that. But if I like stop and thinking about think about certain things that happened in the movie, I'm like, wait, that's either boring, not compelling, or doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It does. Well, I understand exactly what you're coming from. Because I didn't understand when May's like, we have to help these people. I'm like, why? But why though? You can literally just push the button and send everybody back to where they were going to go. It's very idealistic. Like everyone's it, on the exactly. brink of death, but no one thinks to push the button. You know, it's and like, it, and it really, when May suggested it, it did seem kind of like, man, I guess I have to because you said right. this, but like, this is really clearly not a good idea. Yeah. But we're doing it because of May. Because like Aunt May had so much power in this situation. <laughs> like, she really guilt tripped him. Yes, she did. Um, I really hate to say it, but I feel and it might be come off as a little mean. I feel like May got herself killed. She, I mean, ultimately, like if you want to play, if you want to rewind the tape back, I mean, that's that's how it goes, right? Like she she caused it. Yeah, if they hadn't, if they had sent them back, she'd be alive. Because they were all about to just, they were about to do it, and then yeah. But so let's talk about that. How do you how do you feel about the death of Aunt May? So, um, D, last week. Uh, we had a little scorecard where we made some predictions about whether or not certain characters would die. And my prediction, Dylan, I don't remember who you predicted, but my prediction was that no one would die because in a movie with so much happening, I don't think any death would be felt that hard. Right. Mine um, was Ned. He just almost, seems, I, don't, I didn't want him to die, but he just seems the most killable. You know what I mean? The easiest to yeah. get rid of. Mine was definitely May and or Ned. Sure. Because Peter, he I mean, yes, Tony was, I guess you could say, like a, a mentor to him and, you know, whatnot. But he hadn't had any, his he hadn't had any, like, really, really big loss. Like, yeah, you knew Tony. You cared for him and it hurt. But what would happen if May died? That's just it. Because if you think about all the other Spider-Mans, like Toby and Garfield, they've had, they suffered great loss, great personal loss that was close to them, like people that they knew for years. You know, Peter knew Tony, what, maybe a year or two? Mm -hmm. I'll give you three because of Civil War and all that good stuff. But there there was no other death in this movie that I could have predicted that it was either May or Ned. And I only got Ned because of the trailer. Right. Um, do you do you feel how do you feel about the way the death May Aunt May's death was in this movie, Dylan? Do you feel like it was earned? Do you feel like it hit hard? Did, did it hit the emotional buttons that it, it was intending to? How I do you thought, feel? Well, I thought the scene was really good and very well acted. And uh, the way they played the death didn't like come off as cheesy at all with me, you know. It was really good, like how we thought she was fine and she thought she was fine throughout the whole thing. And then, like, we slowly realize with with Peter that she's not, you know? So mm-hmm. I thought it really hit home, and she did a really good job of selling it. Um, it did seem a little, uh, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but 
it seemed a little written you know what i mean i um, i, I that's that was what i was gonna say this it seemed a very i mean formulaic i guess would be like the yeah they know, say invisible writing which is where like things happen naturally and you don't really think about it, someone it's going, logical oh, yeah. the way things go but like it right. seemed a little bit like all right we got to kill me you know so he this is the part where may dies arc you know it's like fridging you know but like I do like that they made her because we wondered this whole time, like Uncle Ben, like did Uncle Ben die in the same way? Did he cause Uncle Ben's death? Like, did he have that same arc? You know, we haven't really talked about him at all. Um, but I feel like they definitely made like May his Uncle Ben. Um, yeah. So I, oh, I, sure. I like that twist, and I like I like the line delivery and everything. And doesn't yeah. she deliver the great power? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, word from word, um, how Stan Lee originally wrote it. Um, I think I remember reading that in an article. Yeah, that that it was uh, comic accurate or, or yeah. different somehow. Um, I'm I'm not educated enough to tell you the difference there, but um, yeah, I, I I liked the the twist on that line that it was you know like like Dylan said she was his uncle Ben you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the more this is really the moment that spider-man is formed well this is when we he stops being peter parker and becomes spider-man um fully and wholly embraces the gimmick you know mask on that's it i'm spider-man now um and he and tom holland did that really well honestly like i i couldn't i wouldn't have told you that tom holland um had a tremendous amount of range previously but um and the really post death of may he he was different he did he sold it really well i bought yeah. every every second of it i loved it he was excellent but like andrew garfield had like 30 seconds to act and he i felt like overshadowed him you know so i'm like i want well, another andrew garfield movie you mean tony award winning andrew garfield <laughs> exactly uh, soon to be oscar nominated yes andrew garfield Put some respect on his name. But no, Tom mm-hmm. Holland was great. This was his best <laughs> in any movie, I think. I haven't seen him in much. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, well, we've seen him as Spider-Man like four times before, and this was the best one, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, characters and fitting in, do, well, how do y'all think, like, did they do the, the Scooby-Doo stuff pretty well together? Like the... Uh, <laughs> You know, did things mesh well in the story? Like, uh, did May's death fit well? Did did the the Scooby Doo tactics of MJ and Ned did, like did they feel shoehorned to y'all at all, or do you think they felt a nat- like a natural fit? So I thought they were pretty not bad. Uh, they were, I think they worked pretty well together. I liked MJ a lot. She, I think she had a, way more to do in this movie than she did in the previous ones. Right. And Zendaya killed it, of course. Um, and She's I don't know, definitely I, more of a love interest. Mm-hmm. Because before it was just like, oh, I like you. Oh, I like you too. Now go be Spider Man. And this, you can definitely feel that, like that Peter Parker the spark. and MJ, yeah. yeah, spark like of the relationship. I feel like that her and it, like the whole little Scooby Doo gang. I thought they were. I thought they fit perfectly. I did too. Yeah, I really liked the way they folded them in. I thought it was. Uh, it felt natural, and Zendaya, I thought was really great because she's had like her character before has just been like having the wall up, like she's just there to be like, and then leave, you know, kind of a little bit. Um, But yeah, exactly. 
but we've had like three movies to see the romance develop and i thought it really paid off i i completely agree and i think i think ned works really well um i even think like the little quick bits of flash thompson work pretty well too that he was yeah he was funny he was he was the perfect like i'm here for five seconds to be a stupid idiot and i'm not just like oh yeah look it's flash like he fit well with the story i'm I liked the uh, the MIT subplot. I thought that was good. Um, and we got Betty. I, we did. We did She's get my Betty. favorite. My favorite Spider-Man universe character is she? No, but I, I do really saying, like. Why? I and love her. Like bitch. A new, uh, intern. At the yeah, Daily she's like. Bugle? Yeah, she runs the Daily Bugle TikTok now, and yes, she's uh, yeah, she's the. Uh, but I I really liked her. Um, news reporting scenes in every movie. So I'm glad we got one of those in this one. And that oh, yeah, she was she on Peter's side, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I like I like seeing her. I mean, I'm sure she'll be back, right? Like, uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, you don't think so? Last, <laughs> I don't know. I think we're moving on from all these characters, but I don't know. You, well, I mean, didn't we have that news story last week about uh, Tom Holland saying he was done with Spider-Man and then the head of Sony was like, well. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so made a lot of money off of this. He's in the negotiating phase. He has to. I mean, yeah, he, he gets him eager when he wants to sign a new contract. You know, for three more movies or whatever. So for th- he's not going to be like, I would love to come back. Dollars. I would do it for anything. You know, like right. He's going to play coy, so it's okay. Of course, they're they're campaigning for um, Andrew Garfield to have a third Spider-Man movie. He's I saw that. that. Yeah, make TSAM uh, three was trending on Twitter. Which they're, they're trying to Snyder cut it. Okay, no, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> don't, don't put don't put don't that, put energy, that energy on this movie. How dare you? I'm just, um, I'm just saying that's what this that's is what a movie it feels like from my point of view. That's all. I I agree. It is like fans from a certain the studio point of view. into doing something. But number one, the movie has not been made. I guess neither was Snyder cuts. But no one's claiming that it's been. No one has been claiming that it's been made. Number two, I think he deserves a. Snyder had several chances to deliver something good, and it was, I think, his fault that they were bad, but it's not Andrew Garfield's fault that the Spider movies were bad. So I think he deserves a second, a redemption. I think this, to some extent, was a redemption, but I think a third movie would service that. And number three, I don't think, this is what I want. This is totally random, but I don't think Tom Hardy's Venom would fit in very well with the MCU. So I think if they did like a Venom versus the Amazing Spider-Man movie like with andrew garfield instead of tom holland i think that'd be cool it would definitely work keep them separate you know we'll talk about venom later but i think that's that's i I think that's not dylan that's not a terrible idea like if you somehow give tom holland to disney and then you have andrew garfield movies at least for a little bit coming through at sony then you can have two spider-man things going on but we as the audience have been smartened up but we know there's a multiverse so we can you know, it's like we can have these different Spider-Man movies and have them be separate. Um, I think that, that for Sony, they could double dip with profits, but like we wouldn't yeah. get burnt out because they're two different characters a little bit. I don't know. Hopefully, oh, it wouldn't like. I, did, did, would that work with the with the common crowd who doesn't like get smartened up to all the? I don't know. That's why I was kind of making it like a Venom three situation, kind of like how Man of Steel two was like BBS, you know. Right. To maybe like soften that. It's not like a solo Spider-Man movie. It's like folding into something else. But I don't know. Maybe they could. Um, 
what did y'all going back towards the um the beginning real quick um we didn't really touch on the main the main plot point of the whole movie hangs upon dr strange and his spell um do do we did it make sense no no okay. it made no sense Not at all. <laughs> they could have he could have just said could we forget mysterio number one <laughs> I know. I under. I hate when people do that in their like end of movie. You know, like there's no right, right. there's no movie if you do that. But it was too easy to poke holes in the very like loose rules that they gave us. You know what I mean? Like, right. I I realize this is a superhero movie and anything can happen. But like you've given us a set of rules and you're not playing by them. I feel like. Do you know what I mean? And when they said, "Oh, everyone who knows Peter Parker is coming in," it's like, well, Electro did it and Venom did it and what the Peters are coming in because they know that they are Spider-Man. I, I don't, I don't know. It didn't, why didn't we get what? every other aunt, uncle Ben and aunt May? And yeah. Why were there no, like, M, why was there no Emma Stone? Why was there no Kirsten Dunst? Why? Like, maybe there's a reason for that, but like it, it was inconsistent. And then at the end, um, why couldn't he take out a couple of names like he did in the beginning? I don't right. know. It, you know, just, I, I completely agree with that. It's it, like, frust- it really frustrated me. The, you the made these exceptions. He made these exceptions to the spell in the beginning, and of course, made a bunch of exceptions. But like, I feel Three. like, yeah. I, but I feel like if Doctor Strange is like, look, Avengers and his immediate family, yeah. good enough. That's you know, it. just and then no one else, no one else remembers. And I think that, I think it would have worked fine. But I mean, then we didn't get. Then we wouldn't get the the heart wrenching ending, right? Where um it doesn't yeah i don't think we needed it he already had his heartbreak thing i don't think they needed to literally take everything away from him you know it was like too depressing in my opinion do you think so maybe this is where he graduates from being just like oh you know you're just a little a friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah you're and... just friendly neighborhood spider-man and now maybe we're moving on to spectacular spider-man <laughs> right but you don't think like aunt may's death could have been enough to do that you think he was to be fair he was going to kill exactly he was already in a dark place yeah he was already in a dark place maybe maybe our boy needs a fresh start you know and not like another origin movie or nothing like that but like maybe he just needs like a clean slate you know to just start off like okay like i am spider-man now like this is legit there's no going back i have some serious work to do i get that I understand why fans want that, but just as like a non-Spider-Man fan, I wish he had still had like Ned and MJ at least, you know. Um, so like do as you a support think, system. So do you think that this will stick? Will the will the mind the world's mind be wiped? Like, is this gonna? Wh- where do we go from here? Does he just have to go around and reintroduce well, himself to the Avengers? Can I oh, say I first of all, <laughs> I don't want to see any moral high ground from Stephen Strange. After he, number one, botched a universal mind wipe. And <laughs> ooh, the way he played botched. it off was like, it's your fault, Peter. You know, like throughout the movie, it was like, you're right. the adult. And some this kid asked you to mind, some child asked you to mind wipe the multiverse. And you said yes and messed it up. And Why even Wong was like, a teenager. Right. You're not even the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. You're just, yeah. you're just some dude with magic. Yeah. Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. Montel's really stupid. Wait, I have another. I have a question for y'all about the spell inconsistency. Okay. Um. So it ends with everyone forgetting, and like, 
two questions. Number one, does it release like re- erase like every physical evidence? Like, does Zendaya have pictures of Tom Holland on her phone, or is it just like? I think those questions are answered in future films when we need to determine whether or not they got Zendaya back for more movies. Okay, and if everyone forgot Peter Parker's existence, when he sees Happy at the grave, how does Happy think he knows Aunt May? They just said through Spider-Man. No, Happy. Yeah, they said they know know him through Spider-Man. Yeah, so they know who Spider-Man is. I do, I understand what you're coming from. Like, do they erase any physical evidence? Maybe it's like a Harry Potter thing when Hermione erases her parents' memory of her. And when she does, it literally it physically erases her from photos and all that good stuff. Like Back maybe to the Future. Right. Maybe it's something like that. I maybe wish they had like shown that. Magic hoodoo voodoo. Right. I, yeah, I agree. I wish you'd seen like a, like, like a Back to the Future style where they're looking at the photograph with Tom Holland and Ned and MJ. And then just Tom Holland like dissolves away. And like, oh, there you yeah. He got he blipped himself, you know, away from everybody. He got blipped. He did. He got blipped. Um, this is his own personal blipping. Um, so he knows her through Spider Man. <laughs> but he doesn't know that Peter Parker is May Parker's. Okay, there's no Peter Parker. So how does so he met Spider Man and then Spider Man said, "Hey, well, here's this lady." Yeah, I, I think so. I think we're to believe that. P- that uh, the the young man at the grave knows May Parker through Spider-Man in some capacity. What capacity that is, we don't know. Because Happy doesn't know that that's Peter Parker. Doesn't know that May even has a uh, a nephew, right? So it's just some kid who happens to know May. He probably works with her or at the outreach thing. And you know, th- Spider-Man helped out at the outreach thing, so maybe he worked there. Whatever. So it's a stretch, of course. But you know. If, if, we're, if that's we're supposed that, to just imply it. Yeah. I just want I want them in the future movie to touch on the moral implications of like MJ's whole and Ned's whole high school and childhood has been erased basically. Right. Right? Like they have well, no Ned's, not especially MJ's, Ned. Right? Well, Ned's MJ's past couple of years, you know, like right. so oh, I'm sure cool, will yeah. very formative for her. Like what do what do they think of when they think of I, I, I was thinking like, about that. Just it's blank? Like, Is it I was, like, I was oh, thinking I about, think that. about that. What is what is their memory like? Do they just for, lose a bunch of stuff, or is it all fuzzy? Or you know, but th- th- those are the questions that get really weird. And Dylan, forget D that and I have Spider-Man is famous in this world. Everyone knows Spider-Man, so like, true. I'm sure some kid had a Spider-Man birthday party, and his birthday's gone now. You know, like there's well, no, so no, much. they don't well, forget, no, forget Spider-Man. Yeah, you don't forget Spider-Man, Spider-Man exists. You forget Peter Parker. You forget. Okay, Peter Parker well, is I'm sure Spider-Man. a lot of things happened because the world found out he was Peter Parker as well, right? Of course. To the whole but see Dylan Dylan D and I have watched a lot of Doctor Who and we have gotten to the point where questions like this you just you just let, let it go you have to go with the flow it's timey wimey wibbly wobbly stuff exactly. it's just you just it just is you just gotta accept it and it they'll, was... they'll they'll answer it if they need to and until <laughs> then assume it's fine if it's not integral to the plot just just go with it yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's just My... implied my only point was that Doctor Strange messed up two spells and mind wiped the universe and Wanda um, refurbished a, a small little town, you know? It's like not the same. So he better not be like, you d- what you did was wrong. Right, no, I, I completely agree. Steven is. I don't think he is. Because at this point, you're not the Sorcerer Supreme. 
And to be fair, like you say, he botched the spell. Also, you listen to a teenager to get two other teenagers into MIT. You're a grown man, sir. These teenage problems, who cares? You know, you have other things to do. Like, how the heck are you going to become Sorcerer Supreme again? You know, is Wong cool with just having your job? Are you okay with that? Right, this man stole stole your job. (laughs) Wong better take his sling ring, take his everything away from him. His, His robe, his cloak. And he would deserve it. He would deserve it. You know, because he's out here listening to teenagers about trying to get into school instead of. I think Strange is just trying everything. to be cool. He's, egotistical. He's, he's, your, he's the cool uncle. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. The, he's the it's like, oh, yeah, like, sure. Oh, it's too bad. Oh, no, you know what? Oh, you know, let me just let me just real quick. Uh, world changing spell, world changing spell. Oh, uh, you messed no. me up, Peter. I don't think he's he did it to help Peter. the Audi and lets you drive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and when you scratch it, he's like, ah, it's no big deal. You know, that's what he's doing with his little spell for the whole world. He didn't do um, it to help Peter. He did it because Wong said, you can't do this. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can. And then he did it. Yeah, Wong's yeah. like, in, in this case, Wong's like the responsible figure. And Steven's all like, nah, you know. Look look who it is. Look, look who's standing behind Dylan. It was Ron, but he's gone now. It was Ron, but he's gone. I couldn't turn oh. my background off. I couldn't figure it out, but oh. we <laughs> saw him flash in. We we saw him flash into the Aurora Borealis for a moment. But of that um, Murdoch level cameo. But before before we wrap up here, the the last thing I'll bring up before we talk about the end the end credits. Did you have a favorite action scene? Uh, the big ones were the bridge, uh, uh, the mirror dimension, um, the Statue of Liberty, and uh, Happy's apartment. Do you have a favorite one? Mine was, of course, the Statue of Liberty because I just loved when they were working together at the end and it's just so awesome. I thought the action was actually really well done in this. And um, as I've said many times in this podcast, um, action scene, big set piece action scenes are not my favorite. Um, I tend to stop paying attention because I feel like there's no zone stakes. out. Yeah, I zone out and not even like in that, you know, turn off your brain and watch it. I just turn off my brain and don't watch it. Uh, and a lot of the, and in a lot of Marvel movies too. Like, I feel like there's no real stakes in a lot of the big action scenes. Um, I feel like that didn't happen in this. And I really did pay attention in all the action scenes. Um, I, I really love the mirror dimension fight scene. Yes. That's a cool one. It's so especially good. when Peter's like, Oh, it's geometry. It's just math. I'm like, are you about to use math, sir? My dude. To fight? Oh my, as somebody who is terrible in math, I was thoroughly impressed. I don't know if that made sense, but it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's like, just d- go with it. Yeah, just, just accept it. But there's too many just go with it in this movie, I feel like. You know what I mean? There's a the, lot the, of them. The, the, the Time Lords it. are going to show up in Doctor Strange 2 <laughs> and call Doctor Strange to the carpet and be like, hey, Steven, you done goofed. What I'm hoping happens is all the consist- inconsistencies I pointed out with the spell, you know, how the movie yeah. ended. I hope that leads into the next one. And it's like, hey, this isn't right the way you solved it. You need one more. You need a brand new day. Because then it would play into how I don't think it makes any sense, you know? If in the next movie, they're like, hey, it, that's why all this is messed up. Everything's I don't know. goofed because Strange bungled it again. Why did you, you know, and this? All these people have, have have like blanks in their in their memories now, you know? They got it. 
But my so, favorite was also the mirror one. I like how yeah. they faked out in the trailer and it was just a Grand Canyon. And then in the movie, it was like all the wacky stuff. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was that was an excellent fake out. Um, r- real quick question. Who who are we supposed to think was coming through that rift? No one. No one, right? There's just the endless horde of universal multiversal minions. I still think it's Craven. And maybe uh, Craven, Scorpion, and Rhino. Just what about Vulture? What about no. Morbius? No. We're no, not no talking Jared about Leto. them. They're, they're not invited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just not invited yet. But I do think, like, I am so caught up on, like, the Craven silhouette because this is the first thing I zeroed in on. And obviously, like, Rhino. But the third one, I was just speculating for Scorpion, and that's only because he's like a sure. classic Spider-Man villain. Right. I think it was Topher Grace Venom. Stop. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, speaking of uh, Venom, let's let's hit the after credit scene. So there's a mid credits and an after credits, kind of. The after credits is a trailer, um, but the mid credits we have Venom, uh, Tom Hardy, uh, drinking something at a bar, talking to a bartender. Uh-huh. Go having having a bit of business in a Talking scene about I, Avengers. He's basically doing like the whole like, yeah, but what if this is going on? Yeah, I'm he's to piece do, doing everything. doing a little bit of a shtick there. Um and I'm gonna be completely honest, I didn't like the scene. I I thought it was kind of like this is what I get. Like this is <laughs> this is Easter egg the movie. I want something cooler than Tom Hardy. Uh I mean, I guess the cool thing is so he's talking to the dude. And he's like, whoa, there's a Spider-Man in New York? I guess I got him to go to New York City. And then it starts blipping back to his universe or whatever. Uh, and then he drops a bit of symbiote on the counter. And and then the 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 bar barman is like, Oh, here we go again. You know. Uh, <laughs> it's not what I wanted either. I wanted like yeah. I was hoping for something with Andrew Garfield and Toby McGuire, because the way they were sent off was just kind of like abstract. okay bye. Especially since the way they sent their villains off rehabilitated to their time. So wouldn't they be different now if they didn't go through all that? So I think it would be cool if like Andrew Garfield went back to his world and like Gwen was alive or something. If there was no, if there was no like of those villains, Electro, you know, or if like maybe Tobey Maguire reuniting with MJ with Kirsten Dunst or something. Like I would have liked something that had to do with the movie is all I'm saying. I'm not going to lie. I kind of was holding out hope for Miles. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that well, yeah, that would have been cool. Hey, I, Jamie Fox said it right. He's like, hey, there's got to yeah. be a Black Spider-Man somewhere. Yeah, he's like, you live, you live in Brooklyn or Queens or whatever. I don't really know New York, and like you're helping poor people. Like, I thought you were black, man. And I just knew. <laughs> Tom Hall's like, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys like, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Oh man. yeah. I'm sorry. I just knew, like Dang. maybe. We could have got a hint of it because oh, what movie was it? The was it No Way Home where um, Donald Glover? Oh, no Way Home. Far from um, home. Far from home. I'm sorry. That's that's why I hate these stupid names of these Spider-Man movies. They're all home. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. It's I'm, dumb. I'm getting all jumbled. But yeah, Far from Home where he calls Miles. He's like, "Hey, Miles, I'm not gonna make it to your birthday party. I would have love just I don't know just to so see, something like, a like that, something. but a little bit yeah, more. Like right. some, yeah, I agree. I mean, the Venom, I mean, I mean, like, I guess we also don't love those Venom movies, uh, at least Dylan and I don't like. So it's not like a, no. not like, well, I oh, wanted yes, him, I wanted him to be in this movie. Yeah, I would have rather had that, honestly. I would have rather set had... it up 
in Venom in, in Venom 2. And right. then the payoff Ooh. is just kidding. Uh-huh, so so what is so what are we to believe then? Is that is that the symbiote is gonna infect somebody here? I guess. That's what we're, we're I guess. to believe. So we're gonna get our own MCU symbiote person? Or are we gonna and get symbiote also, Spider-Man? Also, is Venom just dropping bits of himself? Yeah, you just I gotta thought, proliferate. I'm, I'm sorry. That was a little unsettling to me. It, it like, was. You just it's unsanitary. Like little, right. It's very like you're not wiping. What's happening? Yeah, this is gross. Um <laughs> and did I, he I just know Peter Parker? Venom? <laughs> yeah. Am I missing? Or Tom Hardy. Did Tom No Tom did Hardy Eddie didn't Brock. know? Oh, Eddie okay. Brock did not know. Uh the so guy was explaining. Uh what the that well as no, you were saying, mind. I'm no, sorry, never mind. Doesn't never make mind. sense. That, um, that was that was Monica's thing. Monica at my store, her complaint was like the whole venom thing made zero sense because if he's acting like he didn't know Peter Parker, why is he there? And I think there was some kind of line about the symbiote having like hive mind with other oh. versions of Venom. So maybe if Topher Grace Venom knew Peter Parker. Yeah. So in the Venom movie, he says the line, well, I'm sorry, Venom 2. He says the line of um, the hive mind has like billions of like, I don't know, light years of knowledge or something like that across universes. And that's what he's telling Eddie. Like, we have all this knowledge across all these basically multiverses, if you think about it. What would have made more sense since they had that at the ending um, credits of Venom, if when the ending of... Um, Far from far from home. Oh my god, I'm getting really confused again. Yeah, right. If, <laughs> no if, way, <laughs> right? No way home. Sorry. Um, coming through the rift. If you would have clearly saw an outline of Venom, because then that way you can just throw them up in there, or you could throw throw them each other in each other's movie. It would have made more sense. But now it's just like what's happening. Yeah, it was just kind of. I'm shrugging. This, you can't see that. This is a dead end. Yeah. I think they just are the like. Sink- he went Does back. Can, right. The symbiote yeah. is left behind. Is it going to go to Flash Thompson? You I mean, th- I mean, I, yeah, it could be, I guess. But I don't love that. I, I like Flash. Very... No, he doesn't. I, lo- I like Dushy Flash. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like no. him as he is. I don't think he, I don't think that actor is really, I think he's good at that. And we'll never get What's Ned it? Hopgoblin either. I, you don't I think don't so? Want that. <laughs> maybe don't in want twenty it. years. You know, maybe one of, the vill- years. one of the villains that came in could have been uh, alternate Ned. That been great. Ned. Oh, and give me out. Ned. It would have made sense for why Tom Holland didn't want to. I'm calling him that because there's three Spider Man. You know, didn't want to kill them, send them back to die if it looked like his best friend. You know, I think it could have like. Oh, and... that would make a lot more sense. Because you'd be like, no, that's Ned, you know? Right. I have to say Ned, that's my best friend. So the final thing after the end of the credits we did have was uh, we got a trailer for uh, an uncredited trailer, but it was a a trailer for Multiverse. Yeah, it was a trailer for Multiverse of Madness, Um, and which was pretty exciting. I didn't know that that's what we were going to get. I don't know if was that known ahead of time, Dylan? You did predict it on your scorecard. Did I mean, did I? Yeah, I completely forgot that I said that. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Go me. Okay. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, but either way, that wasn't like I didn't like. I made that up. Right. It was I a did... yes or no question. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So I think a lot of people thought we were going to get some kind of lead into Doctor Strange 2 from this. Sure. I thought it might be within the movie a little bit, but I guess it was to some extent. We'll see. But I was very happy that we got a trailer because they used to do that Marvel, you know? They did. With, um, they did the Avengers trailer that way, I think after Captain America. I can't remember, but they used to do sometimes trailers were after credit scenes, and I like it. I, I and I thought the trailer was good. It was cool to see America Chavez um, on the screen. Super excited about that. Yeah, Wanda. Um, well, yeah, of course. That's all I cared about. I was hoping she would show up at the movie, um, but I think she this. <laughs> I don't know to fix this mess. She could have done that spell right. Wanda I mean, for is real, still though. doing her Eat, Pray, Love tour. So we need to give her time. Spider-Man went to the wrong Avenger to, <laughs> That's to true, have an accurate spell cast. Do you I want it done fast saying. or right? She's had right. practice mind-wiping people. Uh, a again, whole town. <laughs> let, let, her, let her recuperate, okay? She's on her Eat, Pray, Love tour. She's relaxing. She's trimming trees. Let her relax, get a little therapy in, up, sprinkled up in there, and then she can you know, get back to work. I think it was a fake out. I don't think she's relaxing. I think she's still looking for those kids. And I think uh, she has something to do with the multiverse (laughs) stuff. Someone said, I saw, I can't remember where it was, but they said the tree she was trimming looked a lot like the multiverse branches that she was pruning. So maybe, I don't know. I think this trailer is a fake out. A bit. I mean, that's what you do with Marvel. You got to reach. I think it was actually Mephisto. I think that she's the the antagonist and that the Mordo thing was like a fake out or the evil strange thing. I don't think those are the villains. I think it's Wanda still. I don't want no, it to be Mephisto. Wanda. Well, that's what I want, number one. It's got to be Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Definitely. There's nobody else. But, but the so, trailer was so good. And evil it was. Strange. It was Come excellent. On. Evil. So I was, yeah. So I hope you watch What If. Get to, Is that, do you think that's him? I mean, it looks like him. He sure does. Or it's yeah. at least at least the same gimmick. I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if that's going to be canonically the same as the animated one, but like I'm sure it'll be a similar uh, occurrence. I think it's like two sides of the same coin because the strange and what if did all of that for love. The strange and the and this trailer just looks like he's just crazy. True. He's just doing. Maybe. He's just doing things just to do it and just evil just to do it. You know, there's no real rhyme or reason or purpose. He's just like, no, I do what I want. While the what if strange was like, I'm basically giving up everything for the love of my life. So what did y'all think? Uh, let's let's do the final scores. Let's do the final scores. So uh, D, the way we do the scores, uh, we, we do it on the comic, on the uh, comic grading scale. So, you know, nine, two, eight, eight, five whatever okay. um that's how we grade all these movies uh i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it to dylan i'm gonna make him go first i am gonna give this movie an 8-0 8-0 a very oh. much a very oh was that bad <laughs> i very much enjoyed it i thought i thought all the fan service was done really well um, dylan do you want any reminders of any other recent scores that you've had like nah, you I'm gave uh okay <laughs> no you can go ahead you gave I, you also gave eternals an 8-0 and you gave shang chi a 9-2 Shang-Chi is better than this, in my opinion. But I agree. I, I don't I think this had that. a solid plot. If if you took out Spider-Man, if you take out us, the fandom and us knowing the other right. two guys that came in and the villains, I would be like, this movie sucks. If it was just 
that's this exact same plot, but without the Marvel IP. Um, but like I said, all of that made up for the loose plot. So I still really enjoyed it. Um, I'll go next. Um, I gave, I'm going to give it this an eight, five. Uh, I think a little highly, a little more highly than Dylan, but not so much. So um, I think, I think the movie is enjoyable without having seen any of the other movies, but only barely. I think, I think you'd be very lost for a lot of it. If you've never seen any Marvel movie or any of the old Toby Andrew stuff, I think you'd be quite lost, but I think they hold your hand enough to get you through it. I don't know who these people are. I guess I'd have to have Lori watch it because she has seen a very small handful of those movies. So she'd be a good barometer. Just like, all right, we're going to watch this and I'm going to tell you nothing. And then you tell me at the end what you thought. I think it's okay to factor in fan service when you it is a movie like we well, are, you know, like, because like, like we did that with Endgame for sure. Yeah, because it's like a huge task to promise these things and then deliver on them in a way that makes all the fans happy. You know, like that's a right. huge that's a huge win. They did it. They pulled it off. So, yeah, I agree. What about you, D? What do you want to give this? I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna give it a nine oh nine oh. I I really bought into the fan service. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear and that. I really, so do we. So do we. Enjoy. I really enjoyed said fan service. Yeah, I did too. Probably I, more than I should have. I, I I popped so hard for Charlie Cox. I was like, oh my god, it's Charlie Cox. Look at that. It's Daredevil. Yes. That's the coolest. Like they got me. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot all of the things where we'd been talking about that for a year <laughs> on this podcast, talking about oh set photos, Charlie Cox, blah blah blah, whatever. Forgot all. I forgot. And in the moment, I, I was a dark. fan. When I went dark, I was like, no, like no, no internet, no social, no nothing. So you so say relatively spoiler free? I did. I stayed spoiler free. And then anytime I heard like how they were talking about how Andrew and um, Toby like, were going to be in the movie, I was like, oh, it's just a lie, whatever. And yeah, I kept pushing. So when I watched the movie to see to see that, I was like, oh, my God, chop it. <laughs> right. So good. You know, um, I, I agree with the theater stuff like the. Like, I know there's, like, the big discussion about whether or not superhero movies are, like, killing cinema or whatever, you know? But this had, like, the biggest reaction that I've seen in a theater since Endgame. Agreed. Or maybe more like maybe more than Endgame. I don't know. But there were a how lot did, of tears. How, how did it do box office-wise? Do you know, Dylan? It, um, I don't know the exact numbers, but it had the second biggest opening of all time, like, not even just Pandemic, just right behind oh. Endgame. Oh, wow. It, okay. it beat out Infinity War. Um, wow. That's so, like, big. All the people who are like, oh, superhero movies are ruining cinema. Like, this is what's gotten people back into theaters, you know? Like, it's Mm -hmm. important to remember that. And, like, I don't know. Just the community interaction is, like, what I think makes a theater experience better. I like the cheering and stuff with movies like this. And if, like, if that's what you're looking for, then, like, what, as a movie maker, I'm not, like, not going to name names, but, like, what what do you want then? Just people to sit in silence and not have a communal experience, then what's the point of seeing it in the theater? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I have, I have a, I can give a little bit of a pushback on that. Like um, I, I, I do like the, 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 the cheering and clapping and stuff, but I also do think, I mean, I, I, know, I know you do too, that uh, there is a place for, uh, there are some movies that don't uh, have cheering and clapping in them, like uh, Titan. Uh, well, that's why I said movies like this. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. 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 Like I think there's definitely a place for both. And I think a movie like no way home works way better in the theater 
than yeah. it would at home by yourself. Whereas a movie like Lamb that we saw recently, I don't think it changes it where you see it. I don't think theater helps you or hurts you. Um, but so I, I don't know. I think I, I, uh, I don't know. I like the theater experience for this movie, but I do, I do get a little bit annoyed with the, with the cheering because sometimes they do step on some lines. That's like true. I didn't, I didn't hear Andrew's first line. I don't know what he said. I probably just said, Hey, or something. I'm but Spider-Man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I didn't hear it. It's like, uh, when, uh, they said Stephen strange, uh, in civil war. Uh, when they're on the the roof and the dude's like, oh yeah, we saw such and such, such and such. Stephen Strange, I didn't hear the following name because everybody was flipping out that they said Doctor Strange on TV or on on the movie, you know. Yeah. So that's my only problem with it, but I do. It is fun to be a part of it, and everyone's like flipping out and going nuts, and it's fun. There were multiple Spider Men's at my theater too. People dressed up. Same. Yeah. But it's not that serious. It's okay if you miss a line, I feel like. For me, anyway. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. With, with, it's with, with a movie like this. Yeah. yeah. But I like the communal movies. experience with other movies, too. Like, if you feel out. like you feed off of the energy. Yeah. Movies like Get Out or, like, if it's sad and you can, like, hear little sniffles around. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I prefer that. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I do love the, the theater experience. I mean, I, home theaters are great. And I do love my big screen and my sound bar and my 4K player and all this stuff. but. And my nice reclining sofas, and you know, I love all that. We're blurring the lines for sure. But there is something that you do get in the theater. Um, but anyway, um, I I hope this does get people back to buying tickets and going to the movies. But oh, I guess that it's super did. Well, I mean, post Spider Man. Yeah, this, I think I mean, it will. I think yeah. this is a lot of people's reintroduction to theaters. So Good. people should consider that too. Like, why theaters are still open. Better see y'all at the Matrix this week. Uh, uh, yeah, that's we'll also see. on HBO. I don't know. We'll see. Shh, don't don't tell them. If we don't tell them, they won't know. Yeah, Matrix only in theaters. Know. Only in theaters and streaming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're seeing that this week. Um, but anyway, um, thank you, D, so much for uh, being on. We really are super happy to have you a part of the show. It's such a Thanks big one too. Having me. Of course. But um, as always, um, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone, and Merry Christmas. This is Dylan. Merry Christmas, guys, from B. Merry Christmas. I'm Michael. Uh, Thank you all so much for downloading us. We'll see you next time. Totally forgot this was the Christmas episode.